Welcome to the JPR Group Podcast, brought to you by the JPR Group of Baird Private Wealth Management. We're dedicated to bringing our clients, colleagues, and centers of influence the latest in wealth strategies, ideas, and information to keep you informed and confident. Also, listen in on conversations with industry leaders and interesting people from around the country that are changing the landscape of their businesses. This is the JPR Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Drew Ritchie with the JPR Group and I'm excited to be your host for today's podcast. I had the opportunity recently to sit down with Hakey and Timo Rene of Satomas. Satomas is an employee engagement consulting firm that specializes in working with businesses of all size in increasing uh, employee and cultural engagement in the workplace. Um, they were able to create the process using years of corporate and academic experience, and what they've been able to do is um, just really interesting to learn about. We're specifically talking about keeping employees engaged in the current COVID-slash-work-from-home environment, and uh, we had a great conversation. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm Drew with the JPR Group, and I couldn't be more excited to have here with me Hakey and Timo Rene of Satomas, uh, a company focused on employee engagement. Hakey, I'd like to start off with you. Um, tell, us, tell us what employee engagement is uh, and why somebody should be focused around developing a business around employee engagement. Well, I think the critical point is that employee engagement is one of those areas that's really a win-win-win for everybody. I think it's something that makes a difference in the company. There's lots of evidence saying and showing that companies with higher level of employee engagement are more profitable, they're more have more growth, and they're just generally more successful. However, employee engagement just doesn't happen. I think management has to take a serious look and say, how do we improve the engagement in each organization because Gallup research has shown for a long time that about two-thirds of employees are either non-engaged or disengaged and that makes a huge difference for organizations if they can improve the level of engagement the number of people who are highly engaged and engaged so in that sense it's one of the key elements that management needs to focus on Hakey, do you think um, the first question that comes to mind is a lot of our listeners are going to be managing smaller companies with, we'll say, three to 10 employees, uh, but some are going to be executives that have companies potentially with, you know, a thousand or more employees. How does that relate the differences in keeping employees gauged in a, in a smaller group versus a larger, uh, a larger corporation? You know, of course, in, in, in some ways, the actions we take in small organization and large organization may be somewhat different. But the task is exactly the same. I mean, you have to have people who are engaged, whether you're small or large, even though the actions may be somewhat different. And we work with large organizations and small organizations, small teams and large teams. And in some ways, the, the approach to improve it doesn't really differ that much whether you're large or small or the importance of it. Um, Timo, let me, let me direct this question at you. Um, you know, Hakey mentioned that the studies show two thirds of employees aren't engaged at all. 
So given the current paradigm of, of the global pandemic that we're in and the work from home shift largely, um, where, do, where do leaders, where do management begin in thinking how they get those other two-thirds of the employees engaged? Where do you start? Well, obviously, it's a much dip, more difficult task now that you uh, are not physically close to your employees. Um, I think that presents a huge challenge for managers if they can't you know, physically go and talk to their employees, check in on how they're doing, check in on their motivation and emotional state. It's tough. And I, so the first thing I think they need to do is make sure that they're present. Um, obviously, you can't be physically present in your employees' homes, but making sure that you're utilizing the, uh, the technology that we have um, to engage with your employees uh, in a virtual face-to-face -face sense. Um, we suggest having a list of all the employees that you manage on your team so that you, nobody's slipping through the cracks. I think especially when times get challenging like they are right now, it's really easy to forget about some of your employees, perhaps especially the ones that function really well independently. Um, so the first, first task for managers is really checking in on your employees and making sure you know where they're at and you're physically present. Do you recommend, um, so if, if you're a manager and you have, we'll say a hundred employees, clearly, clearly you can't be checking in on a hundred employees. So in a, in that type of circumstance, where would, where would a leader start at? Yeah. I mean, obviously that's, you would be working overtime to face to face with a hundred employees. So that's, um, too much. I think there's a lot to say for decentralization and, and, letting your managers really own their teams, especially in this tough time. And then if you are the leader of a large organization, making sure that you are sending out, there's lots of tools to record um, video, either podcasts or you know, inspirational videos for your employees at the beginning of the week, saying, you know, it's a new week, I know things are hard, um, but just so employees are used to seeing your face and then hearing your voice and knowing that there is someone at the helm, because I think it can feel really isolating to work from home um, and wonder, man, is anyone even really running this ship? And so they need to really know that from the very top down. It's interesting that you mentioned the, the video concept because our team has really been looking into different technologies of how we can communicate with our clientele and then internally through video. We know that, I think the studies show 55% of communication is nonverbal. So uh, when things like podcasts, like we're doing today, you kind of miss out on that. Uh, and certainly with, a, with an email, I know when you receive an email from your boss, it's a two pages long, um, you may even click off of it and think, I'm gonna have to come back to that, come back to that later. So I think that's a, that's a really unique idea. Um, Heike, tell me just a little bit, I, I think one of the most interesting things about your company uh, is that it is, a, it's truly international. You all have worked across 15 countries and five continents uh, in consulting on employee engagement. Tell us, tell us about how employee engagement varies from country to country and what similarities and differences there are. You know, you know it's interesting, you know, as we have looked at this in terms of why people are engaged, we kind of identified five elements that are kind of critical. The company, it's the leaders, it's their teams, it's their individual work and their customers. And, and interestingly, when we started doing international work, we thought that there would be a huge difference in different countries. And there are some, there are some cultural differences that are clear. 
But overall, the issue in terms of how many people are engaged, what are they engaged to, why are they engaged in their work, really doesn't vary as much as you would expect. And we have not found any country or any company where the in employment engagement issues are not important. And where people don't recognize, we really do recognize that they have, they have challenges in getting people engaged. We have kind of identified, coming back to the Timo's question in a, in a way, the first thing I think management needs to do is to identify and understand how engaged their groups are. We talk about 100 people, and we do get some kind of an overall sense, but what we find is that the most important information is how engaged different teams are. We find some very different, very big differences between teams within organizations, much more so than internationally across different countries. And so understanding why teams are engaged, why are they not engaged in reference to those five elements becomes a kind of a critical point before you start working on it. The differences, of course, tend to be how hierarchical organizations are. Scandinavian organizations are much more flat and Asian organizations tend to be much more hierarchical. So the leader's role changes some, but the issue of being engaged, why people are engaged, how many people are engaged, doesn't vary as much as you think. Um, so guys, if I'm a, I'm a business owner and I'm, I'm worried about keeping my employees engaged in, in the current environment, um, as we said before, uh, it's either largely a work from home environment or there's social distancing happening where you're just not communicating with your peers at, at the office, your peers and your superiors the way you normally are. If I'm worried about that, um, where do I start? What's the first thing that I need to consider doing? I, I, think, I think you really have to understand how people are feeling. This is, a, this is a time when people really need and want to express how they feel. And if you don't know, you're merely assuming how engaged people are and how they feel. So the first thing I would do is I would find out how they feel, how engaged they are, what are the issues, and listen to them really and then start working on, on kind of figuring out how do I, what's my responsibility as a leader and how do I make sure that every person individually feels like they also need to make an effort to be engaged. We believe it's three elements. One is individual responsibility to be engaged, the leadership responsibility to be more engaging leaders, and third, how do we develop a culture of sense of engagement? So, so in that sense, first know where they are, listen to them, and then figure out how do you address those different areas and getting people more engaged. Heike, I know your, your process has been built um, from years of experience with different companies. Um, with with different universities, uh, with you know a, a lot of different organizations that you've been involved with, and there's there's hours, thousands of hours of knowledge that you've packed into you know your consulting process with Satomas. Uh, if we have people listening today that say I could benefit from talking to that company, um, what does what does an engagement with Satomas look like? Well, the first thing is that if people get a hold of us, we actually do the assessment free. So people get a sense of how engaged their people are, 
what their what their engagement in different teams are, and then based on that, we work and develop and customize the program so that we can help each organization to become more engaged, become more engaging in terms of leadership. So the first thing really is just to get a hold of us and and do a survey and figure out where the where the issues are. Okay, Timo, can you tell us how to do that? Uh, yeah, I, you can. Uh reach out to us at uh, sitomus.com, S-I-T-O-U-M-U-S.com, um, and find us on LinkedIn or Twitter, um, at, at Satomus on Twitter. Um, yeah, reach out and you know, we're always looking for new types of organizations to work with. Uh, we don't cater to one specific industry. We, like Heike said, we found these issues are really universally applicable. And we've worked with lots of different types of organizations. So we're always eager to see what engagement looks like um, in your organization. So yeah, please reach out. Okay, great. I think, uh, I think it's a topic that's applicable to, you know, every business across, across the globe uh, and what they're dealing with right now. Heike and Timo have recently put out a, a, a short white paper on employee engagement um, focus specifically on the current paradigm shift that we're in. So we're going to post links to all of this in the show notes of our episode, as well as links to their website. If that's something, uh, 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 if you wanted to seek them out and find them. So uh, guys, I appreciate your time uh, so much this afternoon. Thanks for having a conversation with us around employee engagement uh, and how it can, can benefit us all and, and keep our organizations strong. So thank you. Um, and we hope to have you back on the show again soon. Thanks for inviting us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast. You may visit our website at thejprgroup.com for more information about our team or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to speak to a financial advisor on our team, please contact our office at 270-467-9664. We hope to hear from you soon. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The information is considered to be from reliable sources, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions expressed are those of the show's host and guest and are not necessarily those of Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc. Baird does not offer tax or legal advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc., a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC.